Reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian, I'm Mario Munoz with Steve Taylor on the telephone. The news wrap-up for the week ending July 19th, 2019. What do we got, Steve? Yeah, let's talk about this past week. Uh, in fact, I've just uh, attended an event at the McAllen Humanitarian Respite Center. The city put a, a humanitarian center together with uh, Catholic charities of the Rio Grande Valley. And Steve, recalling the respite center, of course, uh, I want to remember where is the respite center located now? They've moved uh, that respite center. Uh, the city of McAllen purchased a building downtown McAllen. It's on South 15th Street. So you just go a block south of Business 83 on 15th Street, just opposite the bus terminal, or the people will know where that is. It's, uh, it's catty corner to the, to the uh, bus station on South 15th Street. A very big facility now. It's throbbing in there. There's so many uh, asylum seekers um, resting in there, getting uh, showers, getting food. Lots of volunteers from all over the country. So there, the address there is South 15th Street, uh, just a block south of Business 83. And it's it's like every week we've got visiting VIPs, members of Congress from the House, the Senate coming down. Uh, we just had a, a press conference there with Congressman Cuellar. And while we were there, we learned that uh, the, the minority leader in the Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer from New York, is also down here visiting detention centers and uh, and the migrant centers uh, that are here. This immigration story just keeps rolling on. It's the big national story. So uh, let's start with that one. Uh, the point that Congressman Quayle was making, along with the city leaders from McAllen, is that the city of McAllen and other border communities need to be reimbursed for all this humanitarian work they've been doing. They've been looking after these uh, asylum seekers. Once they've been processed by Border Patrol, they're told to get on a bus and go and be with their sponsors or their family or friends around the country, and then at a later date appear in court. Well, rather than have them, have them wandering the streets, uh, in particular the city of McAllen has been finding uh, a home for them, working with Catholic charities, and Congressman Quayer announced that he's been able to get $30 million dollars uh, to for reimbursements to the border communities that have been looking after these asylum seekers, uh, allowing them to get fed, have a shower, change of clothes, etc., before they get on the bus. City McAllen is probably the city that's invested the most, and they're looking for the federal government to reimburse them. Uh, Congressman Cuellar, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, they've been working on getting funding. Cuellar would have liked to have got 60 million, but he had to make do with 30 million. And he was telling us today that uh, he won't believe this, but all all 50 states have been trying to get hold of some of this money, that it should be distributed across the 50 states. Cuellar makes the point that no, most of this uh, humanitarian work has been done along the border, and it's border communities that need to get the money uh, to be reimbursed. So that's today's immigration story uh, the story that I've uh, enjoyed covering the most this week was in Brownsville C CK Technologies is a manufacturing firm they do plastic injection molding for buses and trucks a lot of their customers are in Mexico they've been in the Rio Grande Valley specifically Brownsville for the last 8 years 
and they had a ribbon cutting this week and uh, it was interesting because we learned just how much that, that that company is giving back to the community they're involved in lots of community events activities they work with the chamber of commerce but they also have internships and um, apprenticeships so they won praise there was a, a ribbon cutting as i say but there were speakers from brownsville school district from Texas Southmost College, from UT Rio Grande Valley, and uh, also the uh, Brownsville Economic Development Corporation, which is called the Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. All of those entities were praising CK Technologies. We heard from Christina Keller, who is the CEO of CK Technologies, and she was telling us how that culture of reinvesting in the community of being part of the community, even though they're a company from from the Midwest originally, um, they have this culture throughout their company. Cascade Engineering is the parent company. They give back, and we heard a lot about that, and uh, that's a story we do want to focus on uh, in the coming weeks. So that was the uh, se- that's the second story I'd flag for this week. The third one was uh, a story, an event that happened yesterday. RGV Focus had their annual retreat on South Padre Island. And although that was a private event, we were invited along to, to get an interview and some photos um, for a check presentation. RGV Focus was awarded $2.44 million by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, and they got that money because they were able to show through data that the Red Grande Valley was doing very well in terms of educational attainment. In many of the matrices that they study, the valley was doing as well as or better than the statewide average. Uh, Steve, who is the spokesperson for that RGV Focus event? Chris Coxon, he is one of the uh, directors at uh, Educate Texas. Educate Texas is the parent company for RGV Focus. They're in um, either Austin or Dallas, I can't remember which, but Educate Texas are from from another part of Texas, and they help fund and administer RGB Focus. So Chris Coxon is their director of programs, and he was down here as part of this retreat. He gave us the interview, very thorough interview, which obviously we'll hear about in a different podcast. He gave us an interview and told us why they were successful in getting that funding from the Gates Foundation. And, of course, we do have already posted, Steve, uh, several other podcasts. Uh, I want to call attention specifically to the uh, new Space City podcasts we've got on the website. Uh, I think that's one of the big news events of last week. Uh, you would agree with me on that? Absolutely. The, the potential of that is so great. That's why we've put a lot of focus on that. We got lots of interviews at that press conference where they announced this new Extending Frontiers nonprofit with Dr. Rick Genet of um, UT Rio Grande Valley. Uh, they had the press conference. We had all those experts, those VIPs from New York City and Silicon Valley. We got interviews with as many people as possible, and we've been putting them out almost every day. Uh, to tell people about the potential in Brownsville. Obviously, it's all it's all uh, anchored by SpaceX. A lot of hope that SpaceX really developed to Boca Chica. They had a bit of a test this week, um, and their little um, 
uh, rocket launcher uh, booster that that went up in flames but many people in the industry are saying that's to be expected these test events often they, they learn from these uh, these tests and they modify things so that was happening with SpaceX but SpaceX really has to be Brownsville's anchor at this stage if they do want to uh, develop this new space uh, cluster which is a top goal for the Brownsville leadership so yes we've been focusing a lot on that uh, what else Mario yeah th- we got this in the mail Port of Brownsville's got its 2019 directory uh, about 82 pages crammed full of information and uh, we posted the um, the forward the letter from the chairman of the Brownsville Navigation District John Reed and also the CEO of the port, uh, the port director, Eduardo Camperano. And uh, we're, we're delving into this new directory. It's got lots of stories in there. And to listen to uh, John Reed and, and Eddie Camperano, the expansion, the infrastructure, the, the new projects that are going on at the port of Brownsville, it's something else. They're talking about thousands of construction jobs and billions of dollars of investment. Clearly. The LNG plants, uh, that's the number one issue. Um, we're waiting to see if those environmental clearances have been finally approved by the federal government uh, under the FERC process. But there are three different LNG firms that are looking to build sporting terminals for liquefied natural gas. Uh, that's just one of the projects, or some of the projects. There's also talk of a steel mill coming into the port of Brownsville. So anyone interested in what's happening at the port, I would encourage uh, people to get hold of this directory. As I say, plenty of uh, different stories in there, as well as a big list of, um, of clients and tenants. This uh, directory really is very useful for the media and for the community and for different business partners to the Port of Brownsville. And of course, I want to tout the fact that we are posting a podcast. I invite you to listen to our podcast on the Rio Grande Guardian webpage. Steve Taylor, a Rio Grande Guardian news wrap-up for the week ending July 19th, 2019.